Well, hello everyone. I am Daniel Morgan of Go Ye Harvest Outreach Ministry. Today is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. You know, brothers and sisters, we have so much to be thankful for. We have so much to be joyful for. We say it all the time here at Go Ye Harvest Outreach Ministry that our God is an awesome God. He is our protector. He is our provider. He is a strong tower. And we run unto him because he is a mighty fortress. Our God knows each and every one of us. Our God knows what it is that we need in our lives. You know, people of God, it is very understandable that at this time in our nation, in our history as a people, considering we have never experienced something like we're experiencing now with this COVID-19, it is understandable that many people are afraid Many people are fearful. They are fearful about their job. They are fearful about, fearful about their incomes. They are fearful about tomorrow. There are so many things that affect us in our lives because of what is going on in our world today. And many, and many Christians and unchristians alike are concerned about tomorrow. What is tomorrow going to bring? Is my job going to be there? Am I going to be able to get married to have that beautiful wedding that I wanted to have? Many, particularly our seniors, whether they are high school students or whether they graduated from college, they've had their lives affected in, in a negative way and that, they, and that they could not get together to celebrate these great occasions with family, friends, and loved ones. But brothers and sisters, I stopped by today to share a word with you. I want to let you know that you are to fear not, especially if you're a child of God. Do not worry about tomorrow because Jesus himself said in the word, don't worry about tomorrow because tomorrow will take care of itself. He said, you do not see the lilies of the field. Does God not clothe them? Does he not clothe them such that they are clothed even better than Solomon was in all of his royal garments? And then he said, look at the birds of the air. Look at the sparrows. If God can take care of the sparrows, surely he would take care of our needs. Brothers and sisters, I'm not saying that we're to have a nonchalant attitude about the things that are going on. But I am saying that we're not to have fear and to worry. Because we know that our God loves us. And we know that, that with love, hope, and faith, we can endure because these are the precious things that our Lord Jesus gives to us in the Holy Word. Consider, brothers and sisters, that if you're a believer, you believe that the Word of God, it is our instruction manual of how we're to live our lives. You know, the Bible is true. It is the very Word of God. Consider, brothers and sisters, what the Word of God tells us over here in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. It says... All scripture, and all scripture means all scripture. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instructions in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Brothers and sisters, the scriptures, the word of God, are as true today as they were, as they are or were when they were written with the very first book of the Bible, Genesis, and then the next four books that comes, comes after it, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. Those five books, along with all of the books in the New Testament, even up until Revelation, 
were written by God. Men penned them, but God wrote them, and men penned them as they were moved along by the Holy Spirit. I mentioned earlier about these three uh, characteristics that we should live our lives by, brothers and sisters, and I said that, that we ought to live our lives with love, hope, and faith in our lives. These are the three virtues of characteristics that helps us to hold on, helps us to hold out, regardless of what it is that comes into our lives. And we know that God loves us. And we know that we are to be examples of God's love. So, so what is this, this principle of love? With so much that is going on around us, how do I love people, especially those who may not look like me or talk the same way I talk? How do I love them? Well, brothers and sisters, you can't love them uh, on your own. You have to love them with the love of God, that agape love, that love that goes beyond our understanding. But God, through his Holy Spirit, can give you that love so that you can love even your enemies. Look at what Jesus said. What did Jesus say over in Matthew chapter 22? When Jesus was asked by his disciples, what is the greatest commandment? Jesus said to them, love the Lord your God, love the Lord your God with all of your heart and with all of your soul and with all of your mind. But you know, Jesus went on uh, to add something to that. He said that was that that was a first commandment. Then, but then Jesus goes on to say the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself for all the law and the prophets hangs on these commandments. On these two commandments, Jesus is saying that everything in Scripture, from Genesis all the way to Revelations, every word of God, every word that proceeded from the mouth of God and that was penned to men to be our instruction manual, were penned by God and hangs on these two things. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind, and then to love your neighbor. Well, you know, it is easy, brothers and sisters, for us to say, you know, that we, we, we love God. You know, we don't see God, and, and the word does say somewhere, is how can, you love, how can you love God whom you've not seen when you don't even love your fellow man? So, brothers and sisters, we, we can't possibly say that we have the love of God. We can't possibly say that we love our fellow man if we don't have the love of God that allows us to see beyond their mistakes, beyond their faults, beyond their frailties. You see, brothers and sisters, we live in a fallen world. Sin came in the world through Adam. But through Jesus Christ, we have eternal life and we have salvation and we have the Holy Spirit. And with the Holy Spirit, we can love our neighbor as ourselves. Brothers and sisters, I want to read to you what the Apostle Paul uh, says love is that comes out of 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Now, now, here's what the Apostle Paul says. He says, if I give all I possess and exalt in the surrender of my body, but have not love, it does mean nothing. It does mean no good. He goes on to say, love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It is not rude. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It bears all things. Love believes, loves, hopes all things, and love endures all things. So that's a mouthful, brothers and sisters. 
So let, let's unpack that just a little, okay? Let's unpack that. So we say that God is love. God is love. His word says that. But God demonstrated his love for us. And that while we were yet sinners, he sent his son Jesus to die for us. And then the other one, John 3, 16. But God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever might believe in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. So how do we do that? And then we go on to do what Jesus said, love thy neighbor. How do we do these things? Well, I'm glad you asked because, you see, Paul broke it down to us. So we start out by saying, if I give everything that I own, everything that I own, give it all the way to the poor, and even give my body so that the poor can be better off, that does nothing. It means nothing if I don't have love. Everything that we do, brothers and sisters, must be done in love. Okay, so let's talk about that a little bit more. What is love? Love is kind. You know, even when someone is unkind to you and treat you wrong, you still love them. But you can't love them, brothers and sisters, unless you have the love of God. But with the love of God, you can love that person who is unkind to you. And then it says that love does not boast. You see, when we have the love of God, when we have that true Christian brotherly love that loves our neighbor, we don't boast. We don't go around being proud and boastful. We are meek and we're humble, as the word said. You see, because, brothers and sisters, when you're proud and when you're boastful, you don't have time to really care about other people. You're concerned about yourself, and you want to let everybody know about you. But you can't look at you. you got to look at other people through the eyes that God gives you. See them the way that Jesus would see them. And then, brothers and sisters, I just want you to know there that I'm talking about Daniel. I'm talking to myself here. I'm ministering to myself. You see, love is not rude. Love does not push someone else out of the way so that we can get ahead in the line. Love does not shove people aside so that we can see about ourselves, take care of ourselves. You see, because brothers and sisters, if we take care of others, God will take care of us in the name of Jesus. And then, brothers and sisters, it goes on to say that love is not easily angered. You know, sometimes I used to find myself getting very angered or upset, especially when someone challenged me or asked me about something that seems to be obvious. It's an insult for you to ask me a question about something that's very obvious, and I find myself getting frustrated. There are even times I find myself not necessarily getting frustrated, but a little uh, angered, but a little frustrated with my wife about simple things. I go, Lord, what in the world is wrong here? Why am I allowing this to get to me, because see, love is patient. It is kind. It is not easily angered. And then, brothers and sisters, love is patient. I used to pray, Lord, give me patience. Lord, give me patience. I used to pray, Lord, give me patience. I wanted patience. But you know, I stopped praying for patience, even though we need to be patient. It is important that we are patient. But I stopped praying for patience. You see, because when God began to bring those situations into my life, that was causing me to be patient. I didn't like it. I'm sitting at the traffic light. You know what I'm talking about. And the guy in front of me don't move. But the light's been green for a couple of seconds. I could have been halfway through this light. What in the world are you waiting on? You see, brothers and sisters, that's not being patient. And then, brothers and sisters, I can recall very clearly when I said, Lord, i got to stop praying for patience. I was working on my job up in D.C. for the federal government with the Inspector General Agency for the Department of Defense. And I remember I needed to get to the office. I was 
a little early, but I wanted to get something done before other people got into the office. And it seems like I was on the 11th floor in this building, but it seemed like people got on at that moment that needed to get off at every single floor. And I thought literally I was going to pop a blood vessel. I was so frustrated. I was getting angry because these people had to get on the elevator with me and they had to press button for all these floors. And that's when I realized, Lord, I am not exhibiting the patience. I'm not exhibiting the love and the kindness you would help me to do. Help me, Lord Jesus, because I would get very frustrated in those kinds of situations. And I was not demonstrating love, kindness, or patience. And then, brothers, what about that thing called envy? You see, love keeps no record of any wrong, and it does not envy what other people have. Why in the world, as a Christian, would you want the blessing that God has given someone else? The Word of God says that He reigns on the just as well as the unjust. We're all His creation, and yes, while He does have a, a special relationship with us, He promised to take care of our needs. And if you are angry with someone about something they have, you're not practicing love. You, you, you are desiring something that probably God may not even want you to have. But if you pray and seek God, he will give you everything that you need and much of what you desire. I can speak for Daniel here because, you see, God has blessed me well beyond what I deserve to be blessed for. If, if God did not demonstrate his love for me, if God did not demonstrate his mercy to me, if God did not demonstrate his grace to me, there's no reason in the world that he should have blessed me because of the sin that was in my life over the years and the way that he has. And I just want to be meek and humble as I share and give generously and do what he has called me to do. And I pray that you would seek the love of God so that you love your neighbor as yourself. And then lastly, brothers, I want to talk about love takes no pleasure in doing evil. That is, love does not enjoy sin. Brothers and sisters, yes, we live in a fallen world. And brothers and sisters, yes, there's so much going on around us. But as children of God, and as those who are seeking to become children of God, and even those who don't even know God, love, when you say you have love, it takes no pleasure in doing wrong and sin. And there's a whole list of things that are sinful. You know the very obvious ones, but let's go one step further. The Bible says, to him who knows right and does not do it, to him it is sin. And then the Bible goes on that says that God has put into each one of us to know the difference, the difference between right and wrong because our conscience holds us accountable and convicts us. So brothers and sisters, I want to leave you with love keeps no account of wrong. Whatever has been done to you, whether you've experienced racism, whether you've experienced prejudice, on the job, off the job, in, in, in the marketplace, it does not matter. It does not matter because, you see, love forgives. It forgives every deed that has been done against you, whether you've been false accused, lied on, spit on, hated. Whatever it is, love allows you to overcome it. Jesus said in his word that if they did, if they did these things to me, then you need to expect that they will do these things to you. So how are you going to live your life, brothers and sisters? As you go through this time that we're going through, you're going to live your life using love, 
faith and hope. Today we're going to talk, we're talking about love, and we're going to pick up on faith and hope uh, next week and the week after that. But right now I want to leave you with this. Love makes you talk right. Love makes you do right. Love makes you be right. Love causes you to live right. And when you exhibit these qualities, everything else in your life, if you're living your life in love, loving God, and loving your neighbor, as he says, everything else in your life begins to fall in place. You see, it takes a lot of effort. It takes a lot of effort, brothers and sisters, to carry around hate, envy, greed. That that's take effort. Let all that stuff go. If you don't know how, just get on your knees. Find a quiet place and get on your knees and pray and ask God. Ask God to give you this love. Ask God to allow you to exhibit these characteristics that were talked about regarding love. And again, that's over there in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. So brothers and sisters, yes, it's a terrible time that we're going through. We all saw what happened to George Floyd and, and many people are criticizing everybody from the president on down. But I stopped by to tell you, let all that go. Let God deal with it. Because God has appointed a day and a time for every person to be judged according to their deeds done in this body. And what you don't want to do, brothers and sisters, is to carry all this stuff around that weighs you down. That causes you to have to give into account for things that you shouldn't have to give an account for. Let love ring in your life. But brothers and sisters, I do pray that, that the words that I have spoken will in some way or another be uplifting to you. L let me pray. Father God, our eternal God, who art everlasting to everlasting, Father God, I don't want to come before you and your people with flowery words. Father God, I just want to say those things that you put upon my heart to share with your people, Father God. You called me to preach the gospel. You called me to let people know that we're in the end time that you are soon to return. You called me, Father God, to let the people know that there'll be healing and deliverance as this revival of yours come about. But in the process of doing this, Father God, you, you also want me to encourage your people, to give them a word of encouragement, Father God, that, that, Father God, that we can trust in you, that we can hold on to you and know that we can get through our daily trials, our tribulations, our heartaches, our pains, Father God, that we just simply trust in you. Because as we said before, your son Jesus said, surely if you take care of the lilies of the field, Father God, and you take care of the sparrows, surely you will take care of me. And you would take care of them. You would take care of all of us who profess you as our Lord, as our Savior. We thank you now, Father God, for this time that we've had together. We pray, Father God, that you will hide us behind the cross. Cover us in your precious blood. Keep us safe, Father God, from hurt, harm, danger, and all incidents that will come into our lives and lives of our families and our friends and our loved ones. Father God, we thank you. Sustain us by your power. When we stumble and fall, Father God, show your love and grace and your mercy to help us to go on. We pray all this in the wonderful matchless name of Jesus the Christ, our Lord and our Savior. Amen and hallelujah. Brothers and sisters, thank you for watching this video. Know that we love you here at Go Ye Harvest Outreach Ministry, but know that God loves you more. Be blessed.